Hello, and welcome to the Yosemite Area Creatives Podcast. My name is Tom Shiavon, and I'm recording from Yosemite Cowork in Oakhurst, California. I'll be your host as we yak with artists and artisans from the picturesque Sierra Mountains surrounding Yosemite National Park. Yosemite Cowork is designed for people who work from home, entrepreneurs, and anyone else who wants to get work done without distractions. The space features standard desks, an upgraded desk with monitor and dock, and a conference room that can be reserved for calls or private meetings. Customers can work from just a few hours to a full day, and monthly plans allow unlimited, 24-7 access to the office and discounted conference room reservations. With 250 megabit internet in a quiet environment, it's a perfect place to take conference calls, perform high bandwidth tasks, or just be able to focus on a project. Included in any pass is free reverent coffee, Tazo tea, and bottled water, as well as printing, scanning, or faxing. Whether you just need to take a few calls or to escape from the kids long enough to finish a task, Yosemite Cowork is an ideal place to get work done. Interested in learning more? Visit YosemiteCowork.com to view pictures of the space and see pricing options. Lisa Zilstra was one of the first people I reached out to about being on the podcast. I met her when she came in to hang her paintings in the co-work, and she was so kind and friendly that I thought she'd be perfect for the show. As you'll see, she's also very thoughtful and a fabulous painter. I was glad we were able to finally sit down and chat about her work, and I hope you enjoy hearing her story as much as I did. So we're speaking with Lisa Zilstra today, and um, why don't you tell us how you got to the area and what keeps you here? Well, my husband and I moved up to the area about two and a half years ago, but I have a long history in the area. Um, my family has been coming to Bass Lake uh, since before I was born, so well over 60 years. I think we're 67, 68 years vacationing at the lake, and um, Bass Lake is just the kind of place that, for our family and so many people, is just sort of a magical place. So it's been a happy place for us. Um, my husband and I also uh, have a background in backpacking. We're avid hikers, outdoors people, and we uh, kind of took a look at our lives and assessed and decided that we would be able to retire and move up to the area and start a new chapter up here in the mountains. So uh, really, it's just the area we've spent a lot of time up here and uh, love it and wanted to be immersed in it and have it closer to us. Yeah, it's a, it almost feels a little unfair to live in an area where everybody comes to, right? Like one of the most beautiful areas in the whole world yeah. Um, and yeah. to be able to live there. Yeah, we feel really fortunate. Yeah, I've noticed quite a few little Bass Lake scenes in your mm-hmm. in your paintings I as well. I love so. Bass Lake. Yeah. Yes, and I do paint there often on yeah. location and back in my studio. That's what's fun about this is getting to talk to people about how much they love the area and how it fits into their work. Um so I like what you said um, about the the hiking and backpacking. And, um, you know, I noticed there's a lot of play with darkness and shadows um, in your work. It seems like um, I'm thinking of like uh, in A Walk Among the Giants and heading home, you're kind of, I get the feeling of being on a hike and seeing um, kind of like just like a moment there. Um, and that feeling of, um, you know, 
as you hike in the summer, right? Like it's crazy hot and you're sweaty and then you're under the canopy and you have um, like that refreshing mm-hmm. feeling of the shade and a little bit of breeze. Um, so maybe talk a little bit about like how it is that you figure out what you want to paint mm-hmm. um, and um, how you determine that perspective and and just the feel of your paintings. Mm-hmm. Well, like most artists, um, it's all about the light for me. I love the play of light, natural light, outdoor light. Um, I love the moods, the changing light during the day, the way the clouds change things. One of my favorite um, my favorite things to paint, and I've always been fascinated by light coming through things, light coming through trees, lighting up all those leaves, creating dappled effects. Um Unfortunately, when I'm outdoors painting, I love to paint into the light. And so I'm staring right into the light and seeing that. But I just love that effect. I love the way that it plays on the water. I love that blinding effect on water. Um, So a lot of it for me, in fact, most of it is I'm drawn to whatever the light effect is in a certain scene. So that could be something that is a larger scene, and maybe there's a lot of atmosphere playing between the distant hills and and what's up close. Um, it might be a more intimate scene, which are the ones that you just described, you know, where there's that dappled light uh, in heading home, the river, the Merced River. Mm-hmm. It's just that afternoon blinding light. Um, that's an area that I hit every time I go into the park. Because every time I'm leaving, it gets that afternoon blinding light on the water and just that effect of it dancing on the water and coming through the leaves. So really the way that I choose what to paint starts with the light, you know, and the shadows it creates, the shapes it creates with whatever's in the scene. Um, That adds to the design of the scene. You know, you get those massive dark shadows played against the light. Um... And then the secondary thing that also plays into it is really the story. So whatever I feel, um, I was told at one point, and this makes a lot of sense to me, um, name your painting before you start. And I don't always stick to it, but that kind of cements the intent, the story, whatever impacts me in that first moment when I see something, whether I'm painting on site, which I do often, or if I'm going to take a photograph and work on it back in my studio, um, what was that thing that that really impacted me in the moment? Um, usually it's the light or the shadows, some kind of effect, less, less what it is than what is happening with the light. Um, and if you can identify that, it really helps to stick to that focal point and that story. And then ultimately, of course, my goal is not just to keep that to myself, but to uh, share that through my work and hopefully impact others. Um, there's a quote by Degas that says, art is not what you see, it's what you make others see. And so, um, it's personal for me, but it's really important to me that my work, um, the reason I share it, the reason that I, I, um, display it, the reason I sell it, the reason I share it with other people is I really want to share those moments with other people, um, for a lot of artists, their art is is um, therapy and it's very personal. And um, there's a wonderful place for that. And I have times too where I'm just kind of working through colors and, and all of that. But it's important to me um, to hopefully share that impact with others. And then the, the great thing about paintings is you can bring that indoors. Mm-hmm. So if I'm up painting, 
somewhere up in the Sierras, and I, I'm able to capture that moment and translate that for somebody, um, then hopefully they can bring it back indoors and relive that moment. There's so much stuff I want to unpack there. So first, I do love the names that you give your your work. So like when I was going through your website, um, I, that stuck out to me was that there were just kind of fun names. It's not just like view of the Merced from <laughs> such and such, you know, like they're, they're kind of, um, there is a story in the name. Yeah. Um, so I like that. One question I would have is as you're hiking, do you sometimes say like, oh, this would be a good place to like come back to you? And now mm-hmm. with your experience, can you say sometimes like, I'm at this place, the light isn't great now, mm-hmm. but it will be at some point and I want to capture that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in fact, I've started keeping a little notebook with me because um, as I'm driving around, as you know, living up here, I mean, it's just constant that I'm driving around, in fact, um, and see something that I want to paint and come back to. Um, even this morning as I was driving in, the wispy, moody clouds were hanging over Deadwood, and um, I live up near Bass Lake, and I was driving down, and the clouds were hanging, and I thought, you know what? I've got to stop. And so I pulled over and took some photos, which never capture it. You know, I looked at the photos I took, and I thought, you know, I'm going to get these back into my studio and say, why did I take these? But then I lift my eyes and look at the actual scene. So I'm definitely going to go back there. Um, the hard part is you never quite know when those clouds are going to be hanging. But, um, you know, so I jot a little note down of the location and the time of day and hopefully go back there because I do paint a lot on location. It's um, it's really important to me to get the real light and get the real colors. I'm not alone in that. It's pretty well known of, you know, landscape painters that um, photographs, you lose, I don't know what percentage they say, but you lose your highlights, you lose your shadows, and you really deaden your color. Um, I'm not a photographer, so I'm not, you know, somebody who can bring it back to life back at home. Um, so painting on location is really important to me. So I do keep that notebook so I can get back there and um, and capture it in real time. Yeah, I did the same thing this morning. I live in Corsgold. Mm-hmm. So coming over Deadwood, um, the clouds hanging mm-hmm. over uh, Oakhurst were really cool today. So I yeah. I was late for a meeting, uh, but I stopped <laughs> anyway at the Oakhurst sign and took a picture uh, because it was just, it was one of those You got to do it when it's there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I used to be like, oh, well, I'll take a picture of that later, but it's just so fleeting that you it have is. to get it at that moment. Yeah. And that impact that it had on you in that moment yeah. might not be there later. Yeah. When I talked to to Mike Amati on one of the other podcasts, he is a photographer mm-hmm. and that was interesting to hear from him. I like, I try to do photography, but I'm not real great at it, but it was interesting to hear him say like how he edits it on his iPad. If he does a digital one, um, is that he'll, he'll work with the colors until it brings back the feeling that he had when he mm, took the mm-hmm. picture. Yeah. And that's yeah. how he knows when it's ready. And right. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you talked about, uh, painting on, on site. Um, and so, you know, one thing I noticed was there's varying degrees of realism and I'm Mm -hmm. sure that painting your paintings the same way or with the same level of detail would be boring. Um, but how do you make those decisions about some, because there was one, uh, of Sentinel, uh, rock where that's a lot more. I don't want to say rough, but not as detailed as mm-hmm. some of the other paintings. So how do you, is it a feeling 
uh, that you're trying to recreate or like, how do you make those decisions about how you're going to, how detailed you're going to be in the painting? Well, that particular painting was fast. Okay. So I was painting with the California Art Club up in Yosemite and we had done um, a session. We're all painting together and I had finished that painting and I had a little bit of time left and I turned around. It was in the fall and um, I saw that scene from the valley floor and I thought, you know, I don't have a lot of time, but I'm just going to, I'm just going to go for it. And so that one is fairly rough. I love that painting. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Yeah, you know, and and so often it's when you're out in the field that gives you that immediacy because the light is not going to last. Um, it was late afternoon. Uh, we all had a happy hour to get to together. So not only that, I also had a time deadline with, with meeting up with everybody. But um, yeah, I did that one fast. And so you can see the roughness and... So often when you're you're kind of pressed for time like that, you really focus in on the design and the values, and then you just put it down and you don't fuss with it. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, in that case, it worked, you know? Um, so sometimes it's just a matter of where I do the painting. If I do it back in my studio, I've got the luxury of time, mm-hmm. the luxury of a heater, you know, or AC, no bugs flying into my paint. Right. Um, and so sometimes I can, you know, then I can kind of address more detail um, for better, for worse. You know, sometimes that freshness gets lost. Sometimes the detail really lends to it. Um, so there's definitely the matter of time and where I paint it for sure. And plein air painting is definitely, you're going to see more rough and fast because the really you need to complete a painting with two out within two hours. Um, I've been told that because you're going to have a different painting after two hours. The light changes. Mm-hmm. Um, also just mood, you know, sometimes I'm painting in my studio and I just get into this painterly mood or, and just kind of, you know, decide I'm just going to not think too much and just paint. Um, sometimes the subject, if it's a lot of dappled light. I'll start putting in the dappled light and then I'll get really free with my brush strokes in that. Um, I really, I really aspire more to that brushwork and freedom of that, um, which looks so easy to do, but it isn't, you mm-hmm. know, you've got to put the, the, the mark down and it's got to mean something. Yeah. Um, but I've always been drawn to painters who, when I'm at an exhibit or a museum, I love to get really close. Makes my husband nervous, but I, I get in close. I love to look at the brush strokes and then move back and it all comes together. That just, to me, that is just, uh, masterful. And so fascinating and really beautiful. Yeah, I, I write as well. And I feel like I've got your memoir name now. It's Bugs in My Paint, <laughs> Plain Air Painting in the Sierra Nevada Mountains. There that, you go. You know what? There you go. That'll be the name <laughs> of my memoir. Um, so um, you've mentioned a few times, um, but there is, I'm not an art critic, I'm as amateur as it comes. Uh, but I did notice that there's a lot of interesting play with light and shadows in your work. And as I was going through your website and I was looking at different paintings, one of the things when I photograph is I love that, what you mentioned before, the light coming through things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that stuck out to me. So then I, I Googled landscape painting and I looked at a bunch and the sun is not often in paintings. Mm-hmm. Um which kind of stuck out to me. So um, 
maybe talk a little bit about how you incorporate that light. I know, you know, a few that I, I noticed on the website were like evening walk, foothill dreams and welcome home. Um, and then also, uh, the complex shadows and summer manzanita, like the shape of a manzanita tree with the branches kind of going all over the place created some really cool shadows underneath. Mm -hmm. So I love the detail there and how the sun is coming through there. So maybe just talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. You know, that's interesting. I hadn't really thought about that. You know, the sun being in the painting. Um, well, because I, you know, I love light, obviously I love the effects of light. Um, and as I mentioned before, one of my favorite things is light coming through trees. I mean, it'll stop me dead in my tracks. And, um, and I think really it's, you know, it's funny that you say that. I never really thought consciously of the fact that the sun was in those paintings. I more was drawn to the effect that it was making. And it's just that time of day, mm -hmm. you know, it's in the painting, it's moved down low. Um, I love the way it comes through trees, the, the leaves and makes them glow. In fact, uh, where we live, um, I like my house. It's, you know, it's great. But what really drew us to that property and that home was the light coming through the trees in the afternoon. My husband loves it too. And we will just stop in the middle of the living room walking through going, oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah. that's I, Our house um, has this long driveway that heads up and there's ornamental pears on each oh, side, yeah. um, all the way up the driveway. And mm -hmm. then they kind of created a canopy and then the colors in the fall mm. and the, 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 they're flowering right now. Nice. And it's just amazing. Like one of our neighbors, or one of our friends from church. Have to come and paint it. Yeah. I'll show you a picture. <laughs> um, she, her, their daughter did, um, her senior portraits on our driveway. Oh, wow. It must um, be beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. So you're relatively new to the living in the area. You've mm -hmm. been visiting here a long time. Um, so a lot of your work seems like it's up in the mountains, but I noticed also there's a lot of coastal paintings on your site as well, or not a lot, but there are several. Um, so is that like a respite for you from the mountain paintings or is that just something that do you have a, a history of the coast? Yeah, I, I've lived my whole life at the coast. So this is very different for me to be living in the mountains. Um, as you said, you know, we, we've spent a lot of time in the mountains. So I think if I was ever going to move away from the coast, it would have to be the Sierras. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was born and, and lived my whole life down in Southern California, uh, close to the beach. I'm an avid, uh, boogie boarder, body surfer, beach lover. Um, we spent the last 24 years living in Huntington beach in Orange County. So I was super close to Laguna and could go down to Encinitas and, um, I do love the coast and there is a big part of me that really misses that. But again, my consolation prize is the gorgeous Sierras. So I'm certainly not suffering with natural beauty around me. Um, you know, just the majority of my paintings are in the mountains because that's in my backyard. You know, I have the, the luxury now of just, I mean, literally I can go in my neighborhood and paint, you know, you described your driveway. I think that most of us have, have that kind of beauty right out of our back door. Mm -hmm. um, and I really started oil painting probably about four years ago. Um, and so I wasn't doing a lot of it when I was still living out at the coast. So that's why most of them are in the mountains. I try to get out to the coast when I can, of course, to go down and visit family and friends, but I'm there for them. You know, I don't spend a lot of time painting, so I take photos, but I do want to get out there and paint some more. Um, but that's why that's why most of them are up here. But I love the coast. It still has my heart. I think I will always be an ocean girl at heart. Um, and I would like to paint more of it for sure. 
I love anything with water. I'm also a water person. So that's why I love the lake. I love uh, the rivers and the ocean. Yeah. That, for me, that's it. The The mountains with a lake in front of it mm-hmm. is like my uh, my ideal. Yeah. Um, yeah. At, at my house, we have a nice view of Chuck Chansey uh-huh. out the back. <laughs> so it's not quite the same effect. Um, well, I just turn around and look at your pear trees. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just have to go out the front door. Yeah. Um, and then on your website, you also have uh, animal pictures and mm-hmm. so or paintings. And so um, I was really pleased with and surprised at um, how well you capture the personality of oh, the thanks. animal. Um, and so I felt like I could see like the deep wisdom of Boston Barney and <laughs> the intensity of Holly the cat. And um, Marcus just seemed like he was just a really sweet dog. He and was. so- um, are those commissions? Um, do you sometimes just get inspired to do it, seeing a, a picture or just, you know, the animal itself? Well, um, yeah, pretty much commissions or gifts or Marcus was my dog. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, I, I love animals, you know, and, um, so I have done a number of gifts for people who maybe had a sweet animal that that died and, you know, that was my gift to them to kind of help them through their grief. And I've done commissions of, of pets and animals and things like that. It's something I really enjoy. I mean, it's just very, um, there's not a lot of, of, of story and thought. You just need to capture that personality of the animal. And like I said, I just enjoy them so much. So to spend time with them. So yeah, most of those are commissions or gifts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's, we actually, and I'm not trying to get, go for the off factor here, uh, but we had to put down our dog this week. Um, oh, and he that was, is the off factor. Yeah. That's yeah. Awful. He was 16. We got him the first year we got married. Um, Aww. we adopted him. So we've had him for 14 years and, um, he just, he was in bad shape. Yeah. Um, but as part of that, we went back and and found so many uh, pictures mm-hmm. of him, mm-hmm. and so it was kind of fun to to relive that and see uh, him as a happy guy, right. you know, on on walks with us, and right. you know, we got this one picture of him, and he just his face is lit up. Yeah, um, he seems like he's really happy. So, uh, so yeah, I think you know, as a as a pet owner or lover. Um, it's good to have those things and to to remember those. And uh, I just love the the works that you did there. Thank you. Yeah. And and really capturing the personality of them is because they're also different. You know, they've got personalities like people do and they're born with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I realized that about my kids also, right? Like yeah. I thought with my kids, oh, well, I'll just teach them how to do these things yeah. and they'll do them. Right. And then you realize like you're dealing with another human being yes. or an animal and they've got their own personality and they're going to do Right, what they want right. to do. Um, our dog, he loved to like jump in this one uh, like row of bushes. It was like this low ground cover and he would just run around in it. It's like, why are you doing that? Right. Um, but he just, he loved it. And he also loved barking at anything that went past the window, which oh, was like- Oh yeah, that was, that was Marcus, that little guy. Yeah, we have another sweet dog now too that we adore. Yeah, we're yeah. The, we're animal lovers. Moving out to the mountains was nice because there was nothing driving by the window anymore right? for him to bark at every <laughs> yeah, five seconds. Yeah, I hear you. Um, right? Is there anything fun or exciting coming up for you as far as as painting or any kind of? Um, I think we when we were talking before, you were mentioning um, a trip that you're going on soon. 
Yeah. So coming up in May, I'm going with um, a couple of local artists, Moira Donahue and Lisa Greenstein. And um, we're going to the La Sierra Plein Air Festival, and we're going to participate in that. So we rented a house together, and we're going to spend the week um, just devoted to painting. So um, a festival for plein air painting is is uh, where people come from all over and concentrate on painting for that week. Um, they usually do judging at the end. There's usually a um, well-known artist who comes and does some critiquing, which is super helpful. Um, Charles Munch is coming this year. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that because um, I, I have a fair amount of time that I can devote to my painting, but life gets in the way. Right. And it's you learn so much and you benefit so much by just concentrating on it. And so I'm really looking forward to that. I'm I'm having fun in my mind imagining like at a festival like I'm super competitive right so mm-hmm. I'm just imagining like all these competitive painters yeah like wanting the best spots and like the drama that could like come out of that right like well you know I it could but the way that this it's up in the Lost Sierra and I've never been up there it's it's uh, in Quincy and uh, I mean there's so much to choose from so they just let us run wild and go paint wherever we want. Um, but yeah, you know, people want to get the the best view. But you know, I paint with um, YSA in our plein air group, and everybody has a different perspective. You know, that's the great thing about art. You know, there's something that grabs. We're not. We painted up at the Mariposa Courthouse recently. Okay, that's a place, but you know, recognizable building. But the variety that came out, the perspectives. Um, some of my friends, you know, just went and painted the street down the street. They just ignored it. So even though you're all concentrated in an area, something impacts each of us differently, you know, and then at the end we get together and we see the different perspectives, not only the styles and the techniques and all of that, but, um, how, how each artist looked at it from the get-go. Yeah. I think that's one thing that I haven't touched on in any of the previous episodes and maybe never even thought about, but that's, um, definitely a benefit in the co-work here. We have lots of, uh, Yosemite CR artists, YSA, YSA, mm-hmm. um, paintings hanging. Um, but that community is probably really fun of being oh, able to like, fantastic. Yeah. especially seeing how many perspectives come out of the same place. It's probably kind of a, a gratifying and fun experience. Well, it is. And you know what? We encourage each other. We inspire each other. We cheerlead. Um, I, I'm so thankful for, for that group, really. I think that making the move up here, the big change in moving, not only from the coast to the mountains, but, you know, a metropolis to, you know, a small town. Um, YSA has been uh, so great. And I'm, I'm part of a smaller group of, um, we're all women, and we're an art inspiration group, and we get together. We try once a month, and then we, we give each other a little challenge, and then we bring our work in and share it and uh, ask each other when we are stuck on something. And and just even as an artist, when you put it out to other artists, they will zone in on what you're having an issue with and give you um, insight that you maybe wouldn't have had. It's invaluable. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think for a long time in my life, they talk about the two different mindsets, right? The growth mindset versus the fixed mindset. And I think for a long time, I was in a fixed mindset and thought that I had to like come out with this thing, right? That was like, beautiful and an inspiration to people when I would write or whatever. Right. And like, Mm -hmm. I wanted people to think I was like this genius or something. I don't know. Um, but, uh, 
learning a little bit more humility, I think, and the growth mindset and of trying things and learning and allowing other people in community to provide valuable insights to oh, you yeah. helps you do better work. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. In a much faster way than if you kept banging your head against the wall, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And and art is all about growth, you know, the personal growth, but the technical aspect, um, you know, life changes, your mindset changes. I mean, it never gets dull. All right. Well, it's been really fun talking to you. I've really enjoyed our conversation. You actually, you probably don't know this, but you do have the record for the first painting sold uh, from the co-work. Oh, cool. Um, David bought your painting. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to David. That. I think he listens. Thanks, David. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you have the the record for the first painting sold out of here. Nice. So, um, yeah, but it's been really fun talking to you and really enjoyed Likewise, this. Likewise, Tom. You were one of the first... Uh, people that I identified as wanting to reach out to, uh, to be on the podcast. So I'm glad we've been able to finally do that. Yeah. Well, thanks for inviting me. It's been fun.